Hey, 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 this is Life with Danny D live from her bedroom, but this is actually a pre-recorded audio, so it's not actually live. And so I'm Danny D, and you are whoever you are, and we're just going to jump right on into Life with Danny D, episode 8. Hey, 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 this is Danny D, as you already heard from the intro, and let's just jump right on into it. So every weekend or so, me and my family have a movie night, and by me and my family, I mean me and my mom. My brother's probably playing video games, and my dad is working, so it's just me and my mom. And we're usually watching older films from the 1990s, you know, the Die Hard films with Bruce Willis, something with Julia Roberts, maybe throw in some action movies in there from the 1990s, 1980s, maybe a little bit of a Karate Kid, like, we are those types of people. And that night, that night was no different. We started watching Independence Day, and... Some of you may know what that is, some of you may not, so in case you don't, there's a difty little thing called Google. If you actually thought that I was going to explain what the movie was, you are surely mistaken, because I just got, don't got time for that shit. So just search up on Google, watch the trailer, and come back. I'll give you a few seconds to do that. A few seconds to wrap. Moving on. So, um, spoiler alert, but there will be no spoilers because you've already watched the movie and the trailer if you're a smart human being. Moving on. So we've gotten to the part where we're at the news station, and the guy with the scraggly voice, you know, this guy that everybody knows, but none of us know his name. Yeah, that guy. And he's screaming at David. He's screaming at David this, this. He goes like this. David! 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 And I swear, when I thought that, when I saw that, when I heard that, my heart stopped Dead in my chest. You must be wondering, Danny, why did your heart start from here? David, David, David. Well, let me tell you, that wasn't the first time I heard David, 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 David. Even though it was the first time I watched Independence Day. No, 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 no. That shit was happening in my own household. David is my brother. And the guy screaming, David? Well, flip the script, babies, because, um... It's actually my mother. <laughs> Except replace the word David with Daniel. Daniel! 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 Yeah. 24-7. My brother Daniel is always doing some stupid shit. And when I say stupid shit, I mean stupid fucking shit. So, yeah. But then that got me thinking. Self, Danny, who would everyone else be in this movie? Who would the rest of your family be? And that brings me to our next point. Well, obviously, we have to do Will Smith. Who would who would be Will Smith? Who'd be the hero of the story? The guy who flies the alien spaceship up into the mother's, you know, spaceship. So, obviously, that goes to my grandmother. And you must be wondering, what? Let me explain, let me explain. So, Will Smith effectively evades, you know, the alien pilot and slams into this desert place. And he's like, woo, with his parachute. And then he goes up to the thing and then he punches the alien in the face. Yeah, that would be my grandma. My grandma would have no problem just punching that alien and whackazoid in the face. She probably would whack it with a wooden spoon if she got the chance. And then Will Smith is dragging it along in his parachute and it starts moving. And then he kicks it. Yeah, my grandma would have no problem kicking that alien freaking sword right where it hurts, baby. Right in the jewels. No problem doing that. And she would also not hesitate to tell it, boy, you stink. So, 
this is why my grandma is Will Smith. <laughs> and uh, Will Smith, if you are listening to this, which you probably aren't, but I do really hope that you are, you should be thankful I'm comparing you to my grandma. She's awesome. Moving on. <laughs> so then we have my dad. Who would my dad be? Well, obviously, he'd be Mr. America, Mr. President. Not only because he's the father, he's a father in the film, but also he's a politician. My dad ain't a politician, no he's not. But he watches Fox News so many times during the day, I could probably quote some of the shit that they're saying on the Fox News. It is terrible for a 14-year-old girl to be able to quote some of the shit that they're saying on the Fox News, okay? He watches all this shit about the government. All, you know, the elections and the presidency and, you know, the blah and the blah, blah, blah. But for obvious reasons, I'm not going to say what type of um, party my dad is in or what party or rather he's in for, again, obvious reasons. But I'm just going to say he's very passionate about that one party, and um, he's the president. He is the president. Moving on. What about my uncle? You know, my crazy uncle. I don't know if I've talked about him before. Oh, yes, I have. He's the one that called my mother fat. That, 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 that uncle. He, he would be the guy that goes up the butthole to save the day. And you must be wondering, what do you mean? Oh... That guy, yeah. It takes you a minute to realize what I'm talking about, but then when you do, you can't seem to get it out your head. So the mothership is over, you know, over some land, and then this drunk, you know, pilot is, you know, going, going for it, and he's the last one there. They got no more missiles, and he's like, cyanide, motherfucker. So then he goes up the butthole, and the whole thing explodes, okay? Like a diarrhea malfunction. It's just going, that would be my uncle. He would be the only one crazy enough to go up the alien butthole and become a hero. Because I don't understand. My, un- my uncle's got, you know, something ain't right upstairs. There's a couple of screws loose, but we love him, so it's okay. And again, if he's listening to this, um, I didn't mean any of that. <laughs> you don't got a couple of screws loose. You have hundreds of screws loose. Moving on, though. Moving on, moving on. What about the most important person of all? Me. Who would I be in this whole, you know, Independence Day movie? Well, that's an easy one. At first, I thought I'd be the daughter because, you know, I'm just such a cute little angel that just everyone loves. But turns out that I am the motherfucking aliens coming to destroy Earth. Yeah, I'm the smart motherfuckers that are there to kill all you bitch. Yeah, I'm out here to kill all you bitches up in this motherfucking house. About to blow you up with that blue lightsaber of piss. Yeah. That's me. I'm the alien. I got nothing else to say besides that. Moving on. <laughs> what about my aunt? Who would my aunt be in Independence Day? Because I already mentioned my uncle. I gotta mention my aunt, you know? Yeah, she would not be in this movie. My aunt would be in Sex in the City. My aunt would be a hostess on some talk show about cooking. My aunt would not be in this movie. She would not be in an alien apocalypse movie where she could not survive without her 20,000 pair of shoes. Legit, if my aunt had to go, like you have to go because the apocalypse is coming on, you know what the first thing she would grab or the first many things she would grab? She would grab her handbags 
and her shoes. And maybe, just maybe, she'd throw in there a designer, you know, couple of necklace or something like that. But yes, it would be handbags and shoes. You know how much handbags and shoes weigh? She would be dead within the first 30 seconds because my aunt, she ain't a runner either. She couldn't run to save her life. And that is what this would be. You'd have to run to save your life. But can you imagine carrying around like 50 pounds of shoes and handbags and then you have to run? <laughs> Not going to happen. Uh, R.I.P. Aunt. R.I.P. Aunt. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Well, let's move on to a sort of different topic. But we are going to come back to movies and such. But just I'm going to give you guys a break. Because I, I deserve a break, and you guys deserve a break. So we're going to talk about this very, very mean person that I encountered a couple of days ago. So, you know, when I'm writing down all these notes about what I'm going to talk about, I have titles for each of the little stories that I'm going to tell. And I usually don't tell you what those titles are, but in this case, I think I am. This story is called Mr. Mean Truck, and you must be wondering, Danny? What is Mr. Mean Truck about? Well, obviously, it's about a mean truck, you big dumbass. Moving on. So my mom was sick. And when my mom is sick, I think I mentioned this in my last video, um, everyone's running around like chickens that don't have heads. That is literally my household. Just, you know, take chickens, cut off their heads, and add in some atomic fart bombs because that is my dog, Philly. The atomic fart bomb. We even call her super toot sometimes because her toots are so super, it's crazy. So I was taken to Philly, a.k.a. Super 2. Yeah, I studied there because I didn't know what to say Super 2 or Philly. Moving on. So I was taking Philly for a walk because no one else was willing to do it. So it landed on my shoulders. So I went and I'm going up this hill. And I live on um, a hill. I live on a hill. So you go on, it's kind of flat. It's at a steady incline. I'm the fourth house up. So I'm not really at the top of the hill yet, okay? And then by the sixth house... That is when it really just starts, you know, going up and up and up, and then your thighs start to give out, and they start burning, okay? So I'm going, and I'm going, and we're at the tent house now, and I'm dying on the inside. My thighs are clenching. My butt is hurting. And it took me back to a time called the, um, the Coochie Cruncher. Yeah, you must be knowing what that is. That is the bike seat on a bicycle. It's called the Coochie Cruncher for good reason. After you've been pedaling for over 20 miles with crazy boys, crazy, you know, 10-year-old uh, boys, a dad, and two slow moms, and then you with a bunch of other Elta Cockers and stupid-ass other people, the Coochie Cruncher begins to do its work. I have never felt so much pain after getting off a bike. It was absolutely awful. It felt like, you know, someone took a bomb and it exploded in my legs and the flesh and the muscle just went into the air. It was gone. It was absolutely awful. I didn't walk back to that car. I waddled. I waddled like a penguin. So I was waddling up this hill. I am waddling like a penguin. And I still, I can't even do it. Like, I cannot express how much I am in pain. It, it seriously pained me to walk up a hill. That's how you know how steep this hill is. So then my dog finds her spot. 
and she's, you know, sitting there, and she's sniffing, and other dogs pissing all that crap, and I could just hear myself in my head repeating, please don't take a shit, please don't take a shit, please don't take a shit, because I'm not going to pick it up. I'm just going to leave it there. I never understood why people do that, but now I understand. You don't want to touch it. It's like, you know, it's like a atomic waste, and especially coming from my dog's ass that, you know, smells like a bomb just went off, like a literal, you know, stink bomb. I don't want to touch that shit. Maybe it's contagious. <laughs> I'm standing there. I got my hoodie on. And I have my hands in my pockets. I'm just watching my dog. And I'm talking to her. Thinking she can understand me. Which she probably can. But maybe she can't. Because she's a dog. But she can't reply. All of a sudden. I feel the wind change. And I know that a car is coming up the hill. So you know. I don't really pay attention. to it. Cars come up the hill all the time. It's a, it's a neighborhood. Cars go up and down. Get in and out. The car comes up, and I look up because I want to see what kind of car it is. Because sometimes in my neighborhood, they have really cool cars, like a 1967 Mustang or a Trans Am or really cool, you know, raised truck, like all that stuff. I want to see that. A truck was coming at me, and it was a Ford 350. It was like an F350, F150. I don't know what it is, but it was a something F50, okay? That truck. And I hate those trucks. They're on the list. The hit list of the worst drivers with the Prius, with the BMW, and then you got the truck. I don't like these people. And I knew as soon as I saw the truck, I knew that this was going to be bad. The guy had his passenger window down. I was on the side of the street that was on the passenger window side. So, you know, I couldn't really see him all that well. He did the lean. He did the lean. He was looking at me. He did the lean. So I could see everything very well for a couple of seconds. And then all of a sudden, he held his middle finger up and flipped me off. For absolutely no fucking reason. You're telling me that you're going to flip someone off who's literally just walking their dog taking an atomic piece of shit? Seriously? So I did the natural thing. No, I did not just hide in my seat like the time when my grandma took me to the McDonald's and the lady with the three boys in the white SUV and just hide. No, 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 no. This time, I gave him the double bird. <laughs> Fuck you too, mister. I swear he was high. Smoke was coming out of the truck. And I'm thinking, dude, why are you driving high? I just saw a sign that says don't drive high like on the freeway. So you're being an idiot and you can die. So he drives off. And that's who I call Mr. Mean Truck. But really, I should be calling it Mr. Mean Truck and the Coochie Cruncher Hill. Because I had to walk back down that hill. And I almost fell on my face twice because of my flip-flops and a... 20-pound dog who was dragging a 120-pound woman down the hill. So that was fun. Moving back on to the pop culture, I want to tell you about how pop culture ruins your life, people. Movies, TV shows, books, they ruin your life. How do they ruin your life? Let me tell you. I'm sitting in the movie theater. Okay? And I'm about to watch a comedy with Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart, okay? I walk out that movie theater, I laugh so hard that I can't keep down food. I can't laugh again. It hurts to breathe for two days. True story, this happened to me. Two days, I couldn't laugh, I couldn't breathe, and I could not eat. Do you want me to tell you how skinny I got in those two days? I am a food addict. No, I, I'm, I have a hollow leg, so I don't really have the, um, 
side effects of eating a lot of food. But can you imagine how frustrating it is for a teenage growing girl who eats like a growing guy in seven, when he's 17 not being able to eat? So, you know what? Kevin Hart, I love you, but at the same time, fuck you, man. Fuck you. You, you fucked with my food. You fucked with my food. Alright, what about a different type of movie? What about a romance movie? Not necessarily romance, but where that guy, that one guy, he's just... Mm. Or that one girl. That girl, she's like, oh my god, I just want to have her come over here. Yeah. What about those people? It's a disappointment. You're in that imaginary world for one, you know, maybe two hours. And then you come out the world and then you realize that your neighbor across the street is not a hot Channy Tatum or Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp or Leonardo DiCaprio or Ian Somerhalder. There is no hot male across the street or there's no hot female either. There's no Megan Fox. There's no Harley Quinn. There's no nobody. There's Bob. There's Bob across the street mowing his lawn and his t-shirt don't fit him because his stomach has so much punch it hangs out the bottom. It's not good. It is not good. Okay? What about TV shows? TV shows fuck you over too. Because I don't remember the last time I watched a TV show on TV. TV shows on Netflix are different. Those are great. I love the TV shows on Netflix. Shout out to you, Netflix. We love you. But TV shows on real life TV, like the, the live TV, the national TV, the one where you, you know, have to sit there and it's actually coming out for the first time. Yeah, those TV shows fucking suck. Do I tell you why? Let's say there's a scene that I just don't want to see. Like, it's a horror show. And then this guy decides to kiss her. And then all of a sudden, boom! He, I don't know, puts his fangs in her neck and drags it along her body and cuts her in two. Like, I don't want to see that shit. And I can't skip it. I can't fast forward past the parts that I don't want to see or the really boring parts. I have to sit there and I have to watch it. And it sucks. And what about the commercials? They just pause at the wrong time. Sometimes TV shows plan it perfectly. But other times, it just pauses right when things are getting good. And you want to choke the television. Because, you know... I cannot tell you how many times I've heard these commercials. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Or the get-go from Geico, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Or, hey, I'm State hey, I'm Jake from State Farm. I can help you with your insurance or what the fuck it is. Or what about this one? One oh two seven cars for kids. Blah 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 cars for kids. Da na 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 cars for kids. Donate your car today and don't forget to shoot me. Yeah. Or my personal favorite, Arby's. We have the meat. No Arby's. You have the meat glue. If you knew me when I was seven, I was you know spewing all this conspiracy shit like Shane Dawson. I was like meat glue. Arby's uses meat glue. Like they take all the bad parts of the the meat from the cow and then they put paste in it some toxic paste and they glue it together in their burgers seriously this is what commercials do to me okay what about books what about books let's talk about it by stephen king and yeah that was a scary ass book even though i've only read one page of it i'll tell you what happened i was in math class yes i was reading in math class i was that kid 
don't ask me. So I'm sitting there, and then the guy that I like is sitting next to me, and he's reading it. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, not another dumb boy. So I say to him, hey, what are you reading? Like a total idiot trying to play cute. And then he says, oh, I'm reading It by Stephen King. Have you read it? And I said, yeah. But usually when someone asks you, have you read a book, in order for you to say yeah, you have to have seen a commercial for the book or the movie. You have to have at least seen the movie. I didn't see either. I didn't even attempt to see that movie. I would have pissed my pants within the first five minutes. I'm not ashamed to admit it either. So I say, yeah. And he's like, and I say, what part are you on? You know, doing the lean over on the desk. And he says, this one. So he holds me out the book. And I, let me tell you, it was the most terrifying minute of my life. I was reading it. And I didn't know how his jaw, you know, went like that. And the kids and their faces and all of his body contorting into this big, massive pause. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's just too scary. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Because honestly, that's part of my brain. I just, you know, lock behind metal bars. Okay, let's move on to a lighter note about books. What about Harry Potter? Yeah, Harry Potter was a lot of people's saviors, okay? It was mine too, until I finished it. Until I finished the series. Once I finished the series, it was like my world came crashing down. I'm never gonna go to Hogwarts. I'm never gonna get a freaking magic wand. I'm never gonna play Quidditch on the brooms. I'm never gonna fall in love. I'm never in a wizarding world. I'm never going to have magic. And it's just so disappointing. And it gets my hopes up. But then they come crashing down. Every day. Every day of my life. And I'm just, I'm just so sad that I can't be a part of the wizarding world of magic. Ah, I can't meet Harry Potter because Daniel Radcliffe is old. It was it was sad. It was really sad. So now you understand me when I say pop culture ruins your life. And I think I should really stop talking and probably go eat my cold dinner. So thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Life with Danny D. And I will see you all next week at Wednesday at 12 at lunchtime. And it's going to be a hoot. And once again... Uh, I'm going to link my email address in the little, you know, description so you could email me about future topics you want me to talk about. Um, I can already tell you that the next week's topic is going to be quite interesting for teenagers. Not that any of this is not, but especially for teenagers. So moving on. So again, I'm just going to say bye and stop talking, put you all out of your misery. Goodbye. Love you. Danny D.